Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Set no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the third edition of our Achtung Millwall history series, in which Neil Fissler, journalist with the Rugby Paper and Daily Express, as well as being a Mill historian, and myself, um, pick our way through the most colourful, the most interesting, the the biggest personalities we feel of Mill history, and I hope you're enjoying the series so far. And we've got two more here, Neil, that are both interesting characters, I feel. Um, Jack Fort, I've heard, famous name, I've heard of Jack Fort, big name for the Lions, um, 1914 to 30. And Sammy Frost, who is a fascinating character, fascinating photo. I'm going to stick it online. He almost stares straight into your into your soul when he looks back at you in that photo, doesn't he? Sammy, Sammy Frost. Um, but let's begin with Jack Fault, Neil. Um, okay. 250 appearances for the Lions in 19, from 1914 to 1930. Um, and he's notable for being our oldest league player. Yeah, born in Lee in Lancashire, I believe. Yeah. In Lancashire uh, combination, he started his career. Um, for Atherton uh, on seven and six a week. This is wonderful detail, isn't it? Um, one interesting thing, I mean, he's playing for Atherton, then he joined Exeter, Exeter City. This would have That's been right. in ni- 1914. Um, and he um, played for Exeter for 85 uh, times. And I think an interesting thing, and this, this, this achieved a lot of publicity a couple of years ago, didn't it? When the, the Brazilian FA had their centenary, I think it was back in the early 2000s, something of that, of that order. And they played a memorial match against Exeter City because Exeter went on tour to South America, um, touring the, the, what was then the very, very early Brazilian FA. And they actually played a series of sides, I don't know if they were club sides or, or state sides in Brazil, but they also included um, a game against the national Brazilian team, the Brazilian FA team. So Exeter City played Brazil. <laughs> Exeter City against Brazil, and they're still living <laughs> up there, I tell you. Yeah, well, they, I mean, there was a. I think the Brazil sent a. It wasn't the full side over to Exeter, but they, they sent certainly a decent um, eleven over to, you know, to a bit like when Juventus played Notts County, just to mark the occasion that these these teams, um, Exeter um, and 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 others, went on to took the game to places and you know, 
we now have this global football, but it's thanks to the efforts of Exeter, which included, um, in his later years, Jack Fault, a Millwall player. Um, so that was the first, the first ever international of the Brazilian national side against Exeter. That's a wonderful story, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but it just shows that we invented the game and we took it to the world. We actually took football to the world by, yeah, by travelling to South America, which would have been an arduous journey. Can you imagine that? By, by steamship or however they got over there. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, I'll, I'll find the link. When I was doing the research, there's a, a, an Exeter um, history website and they... They had some photos of the Exeter team in um, Sao Paulo, and I don't know where the, the game against the national team was played. It might have been Rio, or, you know, similar kind of places. Um, they got photos, including um, Jack Fault in, in, the, in the Exeter team, and there, you know, there were guys wearing kind of straw hats <laughs> because of the sun. They've all gone over their British football kit, I suppose, and of course it's boiling hot in Brazil, and um, it's it's just wonderful stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, Jack Fault also played for England, um, England for England caps, um, playing in trials internationally. These are things that you don't have anymore. Um, trial games. I used to see it a lot in the, the old days, didn't we? You've like the Reds versus the Blues or the, the Possibles versus the Probable. The North Ag stuff. Yeah, games that probably couldn't have it now, but there's games lost something by the, the loss of trials games. And um, Jack played um, three, three, uh, got three games uh, capturing England after playing the trial internationals against the home countries. But from the Mill perspective, um, Jack holds two records now, doesn't he? Which um, both of which I think are unlikely to be broken. Um, the oldest player ever to play for in a Mill League match. Yeah, I think it was, what, 40, 41? Oh, well, I've got 42. Um, 40, 41, 42. 40, I think 42. I think, I think Nigel Spink was 41. And I think he just about pips Nigel Spink when he was playing for us because it was in the, the late 90s, wasn't it, when Spink was playing for us? That's um, right. And he was, he was certainly over the age of 40. But Jack Fault, I have him at 42 years of age in his last game for the Lions in the um, 1929s. It'd be, so it'd be Mill, uh, Mill 1, Bristol City 1 in 1929. Because I, I think I took that detail from the Richard Lindsay book and then I checked that he actually played after that game. Um, so I think he was 42. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll settle that before we put the show out. This is a kind of expert detail you get on this show, listeners. Um, yeah. 41 or 42. <laughs> He was old, let's put it that way. Certainly old, old to be playing in third division football. Um, yeah. But interestingly, so not only was the oldest player, um, he's also the Mill's longest serving employee in one capacity or another. Um, he's, he worked for the club for 51 years, both as a player and then in jobs around the ground. It's lifetime committed to the club, isn't it? Yeah, well, he actually formed an enduring and special fullback partnership, I've written, uh, with Dick Hill. Another famous player the name, yeah. from the early days of the club clocked up 300 and odd appearances. And unbelievable, considering that he lost a large chunk of his career to World War One. as we... Yeah, we, as, as others. I mean, um, just looking at the same sentence, he served in the 5th Dragoon Guards in, in France um, from 1916. Um, and, you know, that as, as you say, I mean, to, to lose that amount of time from your, your footballing career and, and then to obviously put yourself into the, 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 the First World War conflict. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, he worked for Millwall one way and the other until he died in 1965. Worked for the club for a total of 51 years. Um, his caps for England 
Um, he played in a win in Belgium, 1921, 2-0 win for England, which was an end of season to a play at the Stade du Daring Club de Brussels um, in, in, in Brussels. And he, he was capped age 33. So it was quite advanced when he was capped, 33 years and 36 days. Um, yeah, must have player. Was to win, to win an England cap at 33. I can remember when Chris Powell got yeah. capped fairly late in his career by Sven. Yeah, um, it's, it's an achievement <laughs> and a half, isn't it? Um, and, and we keep saying on the back of war service as well, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's an amazing thing, I think. And, you know, as we've said on the other shows, doing this research, it really does illuminate the past in a, in a very special way. I've got a photo of, um, of, of him here. Um, I'll stick that online, Jack Fault. Um, very kind of... Um, an intense looking man. He looks like he's, um, you know, maybe a little bit, a little bit of uh, timber around the jowls there. So there's a little bit of a double chin there, but his eyes are fixed on the camera and it's, it gives a real sense of the man and his presence. So big name for the Lions. Played for us 19, 14 to 30, 250 appearances, no goals. Um, Jack Fawkes. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. We're going to move along, Neil to another interesting character, um, another interesting man. Again, the photo on this, they, they, they seem to look at you and almost stare straight into your soul. But Sammy Frost um, played as a right half, inside right for the Lions. Um, a local lad from the Isle of Dogs, came from some local sides on the island. Yeah, played for Millwall St. John's, who I think were virtually Millwall's reserve team at one stage. Yeah, top junior side they're listed as on the Isle of Dogs. Um, so he was born in 1879. He died in 1926. Born in Poplar. Um, but I think a, a, an Isle of Dogs boy um, played for Mill St. John's. Then he signed with Mill Athletic where he made 10 appearances and scored three goals. But um, moved away fairly swiftly. <laughs> he moved to um, Manchester City. This becoming... was all with Millwall's near demise. Yeah, the club nearly died in 1901. Um, in fact, when you read of, I was strange just before we, we spoke today. Um, I was just reading the the um, James Murray book, and when you read, I mean, there was almost an expectation that Millwall Athletic were finished because they were required to leave the the ground. Players were leaving left, right, and centre. And we'll probably touch on some of those players later on in this series of shows. But Sammy Frost, I think, had to earn a living. He had to leave, and. He made a good move, didn't he? He went to Manchester City where he won the first division in 1903 and the FA Cup in 1904. Yes, yeah, Snowball, I believe, was his nickname. Snowball. And described as a genuine worker of untiring energy. Yeah, I mean, he was successful. He played with um, um, Billy, Billy Meredith as a major name in, in pre-First World War football. He played as um, Billy Meredith's right-wing partner um, and won the second division and then the first division. Uh, with Manchester City, so a lot of success for him up north. Um, he did return back to the homeland, back to back to Mill Athletic in 1907. Um, we made 177 appearances, scoring six goals in the old Southern League before knee injury ended his career. Um, and there's, there's an interesting story about the end of his career. I don't know if you've seen this bit, Neil, about um, he, he got some compensation um, from the um, from under the Workmen's Compensation Act for, for for his knee injury. Yeah, well, funnily enough, actually rejoined us. I think we were saying on another episode about uh, about 
you know, about the, how some things in football have never changed. He actually rejoined Millwall because Manchester City were were actually forced to break up their team because of an illegal payment scandal. <laughs> and our man was caught up in it. Oh, dear. Wonderful, isn't it? You know, I, I, it's, we, we laugh. I mean, the human nature stays the same. These, these are, as they are now, players are often working class boys with no other talent, particularly other than their playing ability, and they've got to make the most of it because the clubs would rip you off as soon as look at you. So you, if you don't look after yourself, um, the, you know, the, the football club probably wouldn't do either. Um, yeah. So fair play to him. Yeah, but he won the Western League medal when Western he came. League. Yeah. Um, which was a, a kind of an alternative, like a parallel league, wasn't it? like a reserve league almost for the, for the lines of the Western League. It still exists now, I believe, isn't it? It's part of the... Yes, uh, yeah, I think, well, the, I think if you look at the records, there weren't an awful lot of teams in the Southern League back then. No, no. I, I, they looked for other leagues to play in. And there was a London League, which I think we're going to touch upon in another yeah. episode and the Western Leagues and they were playing like midweek friendlies against you know, against football league sides and then I think as you alluded to then he actually took us to court he did um, a damaged knee ended his career I'm just reading from a Manchester City uh, history so I've, I've lifted some of their, their, their detail of, um, of Sammy Frost Samuel Frost halfback but a damaged knee ended uh, Sammy's career and as a result Frost went to Bow County Court claiming under the Workmen's Compensation Act, which he won, and was awarded £1 a week for life from Millwall Football Club as a consequence. Um, it's quite a shrewd move. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't uh, dispute that. I mean, you know, if, 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 if the, the act gave him the right, then um, he claimed it and he got it. So, so fair play to, to Sammy Frost. Clearly a man, again, I keep coming back to his, his face is staring at me as I'm speaking, listeners, and... He looks like a man who knew his um, knew his value and would get what he would, got what he would deserve. That wasn't an inconsiderable sum of money. No, it wasn't. Then. No, no it, was, no, it was a good. You know, it was, it, it was a good base to um, to do whatever else you could to earn a few bob. You know, he died on the Isle of Dogs in nineteen twenty six. Um, he'd been aged uh, what's, what's that? Eighteen seventy nine, nineteen twenty six. So it'd have been about uh, forty seven. 47, so quite young, quite young. Of course, yeah, life was hard and life was tough. And Sammy Frost made the most of his made the most of himself, I think, within the the context of the times he lived in. So there we are. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Achtung Mill History with myself, Nick Hart, and Neil Fisler. Um, If you are enjoying these shows, we're going to be moving along to episode four very shortly. And if you're not joining us on that one, straight afterwards we'll talk to you another time so thank you for listening dear listeners thank you for joining us thank you for listening to Acton Millwall if you enjoyed the show please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review however dirt you Millwall till next time Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.